Amen. We're going to bless you. Go, I thank God for my mother. If it wasn't for my mother, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> Can you say the same? All right. My mother has been in heaven for a number of years, but uh, I can still feel her spankings. Every now and then. I know. You know what? My mother raised me right. And so I know when I do right. I know when I'm wrong. And uh, I can still hear her words correcting me. And uh, But you know what? More than all of that, I can still feel her arms embracing me. I can still feel her love covering me. I can still feel her prayers working in me. You know, today our mothers, you're all at different stages of life. There's, there's many young ladies here today that uh, you're, you're dreaming of one day uh, being a wife and a mother. And uh, you're going to have children of your own. Many of you, uh, all of your children are grown, but you're still a mother. Some of you have toddlers. Some of you have teenagers. Some of you are at the different stages. And uh, you know what? That, that's why, you know what? Take, the, take advantage, mothers. If you're a mother of a toddler, you need to talk to mothers of, uh, of school age kids. If you're a, a mother of junior high kids, you need to talk to a mother of high school kids. If you're a mother of high school, talk to a college mother. If you're, you know what, if, if you're a mother in any of those areas, talk to a mother who their children are grown now and married and have kids of their own. And you need to learn. You're not in this thing by yourself. There's people that have gone before you. They've already made the mistakes. They've already learned the lessons. You don't have to do it all by yourself. You can help one another. So, you know what? Encourage a mother. When you see a mother in Walmart with a child throwing a tantrum, you know, and you see the frustration on her face, it's easy to go, well, she just needs to just get that kid act straightened up, you know. But, you know, instead kind of go back and remember uh, when your kids did you that way. Did anybody's kids ever embarrass them out in public? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sure I embarrassed my mama plenty. And, uh, but you know what? Also, she had, she also had mercy on me, corrected me. So, you know, re- remember, but then, you know, give them a little bit of instruction. Give them constructive criticism. Everybody's good at giving criticism, but are we good at giving construct? Are we good at saying things that are helpful at the moment? Amen. So I, I hope today that I say something helpful in the moment. Today's not a, a, a mother's bashing day. It's not, I'm not here to tell you what you're doing wrong. Today I'm here to thank you. Today I'm here to bless you. Today I'm here to honor you. Today we want to encourage you to keep up the good work. Keep up the good fight. To keep pushing forward. To keep going through. Mothers are not perfect. Mothers can always look back. And they'll be harder on themselves than anybody else. They always know when they could have done better and wish they had. We could always look back at our children and go, wow, I wish I'd have handled that situation or this one different. I wish I'd have done. But you know what? At the moment, you're doing the best you can. Keep going. 
Keep being the best you can be. Keep loving your kids. Keep teaching them and training them. Many of you mothers have all of a sudden had to take on a new calling. You've had to become teachers in these last few months. And all of a sudden, those teachers are a blessing. When they go back to school, you're not going to complain about them as much. Because you're going to know what you thought was the teacher's fault. My little Johnny, my little Susie is perfect. They couldn't be all that bad. Well, you've been teaching them for about three months, two months now. How perfect are they? Some of y'all have already quit school, closed school, suspended the kids. They've been in detention this whole time. We begin to appreciate other people and their influence in our children's lives. And here's the thing that I want you to know today, mothers. You're not alone. You're not in this thing alone. Many people have a... They they say it takes a village. You know, some have more than others. But you know, appreciate the people in your life that are there to help you. And allow them to help you. Uh, allow them to be a bless, blessing to you. So I just want to uh, cover a few things today and uh, just jump right into uh, the message. If you're just joining us online, please hit the share button, the like button, and uh, get it out as many people as you can. And let's t- tell somebody that's a mother, share it with them and say, Pastor Samuel has a great word for you today. What? So I just want to love on you a little bit and bless you. Today I want to talk about behold your mother. What does that mean? To behold your mother. Well, let's look in this morning in our Bibles. If you would turn in the, your Bible to the chapter uh, to Je- John. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll get it straight in a minute. The book of St. John, chapter number 19. And we're going to be reading in verse number 25. And uh, we're, we're just so, we're, we're so glad you're here. At the end of the service, we uh, have want to call our mothers down and I'll bless you. We've got a gift we'd like to give you and uh, pray over you. And we're just so honored that you're in the house today. And we wanted to be a blessing. John chapter 19, chapter verse number 25. Now there stood by the cross of Jesus, his mother. Everybody say his mother. Can I, can I tell you, there's no, no, nobody will stand with you through good times and bad like your mama. She had been with him through a lot of things. A lot of good times. A lot of miracles. When he fed the 5,000, she was there. She saw the, the, the lame walk and the dead raise a life again. Eyes open. She heard the fame of her son. Her heart swelled with joy when he did all of those things. But she saw him falsely accused. And she saw him beaten. And she saw him hanging on a cross. And guess what? Mama's still there. Stick with your kids. You've got to be their cheerleader. You've got to be the one that they know will unconditionally love them no matter what they do. Kids make mistakes. Kids fail. Kids do dumb things. But mama still loves them. I'm telling you, you know most, most of the people in the prison today have a mama somewhere that believes their baby's innocent. My baby couldn't have done that. Not my baby. But you know what? They stick through with them. 
They visit them. They pray for them. They, they go to hospitals and see them. They do everything. Mothers stick with their kids. That's why it's a tragedy when we see the situation, the circumstances, when mothers don't. Because that's not natural. That goes against everything that God put in a mother when they abandon their children or they kill them. That's not a mother's nature. A mother is there to nurture and to love and to be with them through thick and thin, good times and bad. Amen. And to love them regardless. And here stands Jesus' mother while He hangs on the cross. His mother's sister was there. Mary, the wife of Cleopas and uh, Mary Magdalene. And when Jesus therefore saw His mother... And the disciple whom he loved standing by, that was John. He said to his mother, woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, behold your mother. And from that hour, that disciple took her to his own home. Here we have Jesus, the son of God, deity, made flesh. He came to earth born as a virgin, lived a sinless life, tested in every point like you and I, yet without sin. Now he has come to lay down his life for humanity. He is to become the sacrificial lamb that would take away the sins of the world. The weight upon his shoulders... That He is the sacrifice. He is the, 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 the what is standing between God in heaven and man on earth. They've been separated because of sin. And Jesus is there to bridge a gap and to bring them back together. The weight is heavy. He is there for not just that time, but for an eternal purpose. He is taking all the sins of mankind upon Himself to forgive. He is taking the stripes on His back to heal sickness and disease. He has nails in His hands. He has nails in His feet. He is beaten. He has a crown of thorns upon His head. And He's suspended between heaven and earth, dying an agonizing death. In my place. In your place. So that I can have eternal life. So that my sins can be forgiven. And in the midst of all this eternal weight. He stops. And has time. To take care. Of mama. How much time do we take. Taking care of mama. I look back now and I wish I had time. I wish I could take her to the doctor again. I I wish I could take her to the grocery store again. You see, once our parents are gone on to be with the Lord, we, we don't have to do those things anymore. But when we had the opportunity, we complained about it. We had other things to do. Sometimes we get too busy. That's just mama. Oh, let's take a note from Jesus today. Let's stop. Let's make sure mama's taken care of. He was concerned about his mother. Where's she going to live? Who's going to take care of her? And he took time. He said, John, 
behold your mother. What does that word mean, behold? It means to look at something. To see. You know, there's times that we look and we don't see. Uh, I don't know about you, but my wife asked me to go get something out of the refrigerator or the cabinet. And I go look. And I can't find it. And I say, it's not there. And she comes and opens the fridge and says, it's right there in front of you. You see, I looked, but I didn't see. There's a lot of people that look, but they don't see. Today, let's see. Let's stop and take a good, long look. Let's see. Let's perceive through sight. Let's gaze upon. Let's observe. Today, we're going to behold our mother. We're going to observe her. We're going to behold her. We're going to look at her. We're going to see her. There's a few words, a few synonyms. That goes along with this. It says appreciate. To catch on. To conceive. To decipher. To discern. To grasp. To know. To perceive. To register. To sense. To understand. Do do you sense? Do you understand your mother? You know as a kid. Didn't understand mama. Didn't get mama. Uh. Didn't understand how mama knew everything about me before I even knew myself. Didn't know how mama knew what I was going to do before I did it. And so when I had all my plans worked out and I came to mama and said, Mama, can I go here? Mama said, no. And just ruined all my plans. Why? Because mama knows best. Mama knows you don't need to be going out with those people. Hanging out with that person. I can remember I brought one young lady home. I didn't know this till later. And uh, mama was in the other room praying, oh, Lord, please let that one go away. But when I brought Amy home, mama was in the other room praying. And she said she just knew she was the one. Oh, she just, she, she just knew. And it wasn't long after that I knew. And then the Lord told me, and I really knew. And, but I think mama knew first. Mama just, mamas know. They know. But you know, sometimes we don't know mama. We don't, we don't conceive. We can't grasp all they're going through and all that, that, that's happening in them. And we just take them for granted. And uh, we, 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 we wanna, today we want to behold our mother. To look, to understand, to comprehend the needs that she has. And what we can do to be a blessing. You know, I, I, I googled. If, if you don't know something, just google it. I can tell you for a fact, I don't understand womanhood. So I googled it. It says now, this is just one, I'm sure. It it just says the true meaning of motherhood. You may disagree. That's what Google said. Someone who cares and nurtures her children with the deepest love. Aside from that... Being a mom means she sees the truest and the deepest in you. Any moms get say amen? She is concerned if you're hurt or in fear. And most of all, she cares 
about your dreams and success. You see, motherhood, it doesn't just start with pregnancy and it doesn't end when they graduate or when they get married. Motherhood is forever. Never stops. The love, the concern, the care, the... uh, as in the case of my mother, she never stopped telling me what to do. I stopped doing it all as I got older. I still honored her. But there was a time when I lived in her house, if mama said jump, you just said how high. And if you didn't, she gave you a few swats and you jumped. Mama... She loved, she corrected, she, she, she guided, she directed, she, she, she nurtured, she, she did everything she could do. And she cared about what I did in preschool and kindergarten and junior high. And she ended up having to pull me out of junior high and put me in a private school. And that kind of straightened me out and got me back on the path. Because see, mama knew before I knew that God had called me to preach. You see, my mother had lost a child. She'd had a miscarriage. And there's many today, you, maybe you are here, you've had a miscarriage, or you're watching and you have. And Only a mother can know that pain. Now she's older and she gets pregnant with me. Normally, she's, she's afraid of what she's gone through. Of being a little bit older in life. And she sat on the floor. Because see, I wasn't necessarily planned. But kind of like in life now, I'll still just show up on you. You didn't invite me, but I just showed up. She was sitting on the floor crying. And the Lord spoke to her. Said, you'll have a boy. Name him Samuel. And he'll preach the gospel. But she never told me that. I went through life. I went through all my my, my teenage years. My my early years. And acted crazy. And got in trouble at school. And she never said straighten up boy. You're going to be a preacher. Never. It wasn't until I was 15 years old. Kneeling right over here at an altar. By myself, praying. And I heard the voice of the Lord call me and say, Samuel, I want you to preach. I ran home so excited. I'd heard the voice of God call me. And when I got home and told mama and daddy, they said, yeah, we know. What do you mean you know? The Lord told us before you are born. Well, why didn't you tell me? We figured when he was ready, he would call you. You see, I wasn't mama called, I was God called. But I was mama loved and mama nurtured and mama corrected and mama spanked and mama uh, prayed over and cried and everything to get me in the right direction. Because she knew one day God was going to call me and one day God had a plan for my life and she would see that come to pass. And now Jesus is mother. I mean, I don't know. She didn't understand the whole thing. She just knew he was God's son and she knew God had a plan, but she didn't know that this cross and this pain and this agony was all a part of it. And she was no doubt broken. 
sure I broke my mama's heart a many a time. All the things I did and the ways I acted and the trouble I got. And she spent more time in principal's offices and through my elementary and junior high year. I was an um, energetic child. I liked to talk. and Now the Lord uses that. So whatever your kids are doing, I'm telling you, God can use them. He can use their talents and their abilities. Just keep on loving them and nurturing them. But here, Mama stands at the foot of the cross. It's breaking her heart to see her son suffer and die. Many of you mothers have suffered for the actions of your children. But you still love them. Here, Jesus had done nothing wrong. Yet he's suffering She doesn't understand he's paying for the sins of the world. This is just my baby dying. Jesus stopped and beheld his mother. He gazed upon her and saw her pain and saw her need. And he spoke to John, his beloved disciple. And he said, John, behold your mother. You say, he gave his mama away. (laughs) I know some of you probably like to give your mom away, but you can't. You're stuck with her. John, behold your mother. Mother, behold your son. From that day, John took her home, took care of her, loved her, blessed her, ministered to her. Oh, but can I tell you, it wasn't going to be long. She mourned for those three days that he laid in that ground. But you know what? She was there. He appeared to her too. She saw him alive. She touched him. She hugged him. She kissed him. She saw him descend into heaven. And you know what? She was there on the day of Pentecost when the Holy Ghost fell. And she got filled with the Spirit of God too. She did the work of the ministry. Amen. She understood then what it was all about. But in the middle of it... Sometimes as a mother, you don't understand what it's all about. How am I going to get through this? How, what's this kid? This kid's going to be the death of me. Hang on, mama. Listen, being a mother isn't easy. If it was, daddies would do it. Thank God we don't have to. It's not easy having a little alien inside of your body, growing, taking over all of your organs, pushing stuff out of the way and putting its feet and hands places it shouldn't be and making you have urges and cravings and there's the swelling, there's the weight gain, the stretch marks. The nausea. Can we talk about the nausea? Let's not talk about it. There's the nine months of having this alien growing inside of you. You, you don't know. You don't know what it looks like. You just feel it twisting and turning, and it, it makes you uncomfortable. And people look at you funny, and they want to touch you inappropriately. And don't do that. It's wrong. And then. You go into labor. Why do they call it labor? Because it's work. It's hard. There's pain. 
There's pushing. There's crying. There's yelling at your husband. It's your fault. I was there. I got my hand squeezed off. There's, the, there's all the pain. It can be hours. It's not fun. And then there's a little cry. And you hold this little alien that now looks kind of like you. And your faith, what you only felt, now you can see. And you hold it in your arms. And for a moment, it's perfect. And then the crying begins. And then the dirty diapers, and then the sleepless nights, and then the endless feeding, and toys everywhere, and teeth growing in, and teeth falling out, and monsters under the bed, and bad dreams, and dad sleeping right through all of this. The nights of rocking. And then finally... They feed themselves, and finally they're potty trained, and finally you can send them off to school. And for some reason, that's like God has wiped your memory. You forget it all, and you do it again, and again, and again, and some of you again and again. I'm not talking about anybody particular. <laughs> Children are a blessing. They're a gift. But I'm telling you, mothers are special. They're God's gift. God has put Himself in a mother. He has put that side of loving and nurturing and that unconditional love and that, that, that the power of being able to heal a boo-boo with a kiss. To wipe a tear, to cause fears to subside, to take that child in your arms and make everything okay. You go through those 12 years of school and homework and practices and ball games and recitals and heartbreak and back and forth. And then they go to college and then you got to pay and you're paying this whole time. Kids are expensive. And then you've done everything you can do. And you just know they're going to honor and love you for life. And then they meet somebody, fall in love, and leave you. Called motherhood. And the pain is there and you're sad and you cry. But then they have grandbabies and everything is perfect again. I'm right in between. They're both married we're sad they're gone. We're happy to see them. We're just waiting on some grandbabies. Someday. In a few years. I want them to, as, as young married couples, to know each other and love each other and learn each other before they start this journey. 
called motherhood. It's not always easy. But can anybody, any mother in the house today say it was worth it? Yeah. It's worth it. You know, mothers, I said it earlier, mothers are not perfect. Sometimes we think they are. Man, mine was pretty, I, mine was pretty good. She was right up there at the top, but I know she wasn't perfect. But did you know Mary, Mama, Jesus' mother wasn't perfect? She lost him for three days. You ever lost your kid for three days? I've lost mine for a few minutes, but not three days. Now, every mother in here knows it was Joseph's fault. We all know that. After that, I'm not saying what happened. I don't know. I just know after that, we don't really hear anything about Joseph anymore. He just disappears. Exactly know what she did to him. Lost my baby three days. I'll show you. I don't know. I'm, not, I'm just saying. She wasn't perfect. You're not perfect. But you're doing the best you can. Come on, learn, young mothers, learn from others' mistakes. Learn. Be giving, be nurturing, be loving, be kind, be gentle. Sometimes you need to put yourself in a timeout before you correct your children. If you can't do it in the right spirit. My mother always corrected me in the right attitude. She would go pray, get it right, then come and correct me. There was only one time she got aggravated and spanked me when she was mad. Then she went back and repented. Then came back and gave me another whipping in the right spirit. I got two and it wasn't even my fault. But she said, I I can't give you a spanking in the wrong attitude because I'll put a bad attitude on you. I still don't understand that one. Now I do. You know, mama never just corrected us or talked to us or spanked us or put us in time out or anything uh, without staying there. She stayed there and hugged us and loved us and held us and talked until we didn't get sent to our room to be mad. We, she waited until that passed. You know, some of you, you need to learn that. Get, 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 stay with your kids love on them until they get past that don't, don't let them just go to their room and stew and scream and yell and kick and throw stuff and all that listen, mom would come right back in there and say apparently it wasn't, the first one wasn't enough you know, learn to love your kids even when you discipline discipline in love speak in love give in love everything you do is because you love your children so much But you know, today if we really behold, if we really look, if we really gaze, when I look back at my mother and all the things she gave to me, will I ever know the sacrifices she really made? I I don't know how many nights she stayed up with me. I I don't know, was I healthy or sick? Did I cry a lot? Did I, I mean, I, I know I wet the bed. So I'm sure she had to get up a lot of nights and change the sheets. Isn't that fun in the middle of the night? Is that more information than you wanted from your pastor? (laughs) I quit by the time I was a teenager. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. 
I was young, but you know what? I don't know how many nights she had to change the sheets. I don't know how many nights that she stayed with me. I do know I woke up a many of night and she would literally scare me to death because I would wake up and she would be kneeling beside my bed praying. Many a night when I wasn't living right and I wasn't following the call of God and I was running from my call, what I hear in there praying and interceding and I would want to put the pillow over my head because I knew she was praying for me. I didn't want her praying for me because I knew mama's prayers worked. But she never stopped. She kept praying. And if I really would look today, if I would behold my mother, if I would gaze upon her, if I would observe, I I don't think I could ever truly appreciate all she did for me. She helped make me who I am. It was her sacrifice. It was her that gave me life. Her that nurtured and loved and changed and fed and clothed. Did I really appreciate it? Let me ask you kids, you teenagers that are here today. Do you really appreciate what your mother does for you? Or do you just complain? When she puts the food on the table, it's not what you wanted. When she buys you the clothes, that wasn't the color I wanted. That was, do, you not, do you appreciate the hard work, the endless nights, the tireless effort? The cleaning, the cooking, the serving. Listen, she doesn't have to just take care of your ch- her children. She's got to take care of your daddy too. Yeah. Thank God. For good mothers, good wives. That take care and nurture, that feed their families. But let's just take a minute today to behold... To look. Many of you are in the same position I am. And we can only look back. Our mothers are gone. But those of you that have mothers here. Mothers alive. Maybe you're mad at your mama. Maybe you haven't talked to your mama in a while. Maybe today. Maybe right now you need to go to the telephone and call your mama. And tell her you're sorry. And love her. Bless her. Take her to eat. Take her flowers. Do something nice for her. Take care of your mama. She took care of you. Knowing. Jesus knew. Deuteronomy chapter 5 in verse 16. Honor your father and your mother. As the Lord your God has commanded you. That your days may be long. Do you want to live a long life? Honor your mother. This is a command with a promise. Listen. That it may be well with you. In the land which the Lord your God has given you. If you want to live a blessed life. If you want to live a prosperous life. If you want to live a healthy life. Honor your mother today. What does that word honor mean? It means respect that is given to someone who is admired. I admire my mother. Do you admire your mother? Do you appreciate your mother? You see, you get to a point to where maybe you don't have to obey them. I'm grown. I didn't have to worry. You know, when I was married and grown with kids, I didn't have to worry about my mama saying, come here, I'm going to give you a spanking. 
But you know what? I still honored her. I still respected her. When I got home and went on a trip, I still called her and said, we're here safe. I didn't make her worry. We honor, we respect. No matter how old you get, still honor your mother. Respect your mother. Admire your mother. Love your mother. Because one day, you'll wish you had. One day, you won't be able to call them on the phone and tell them. Happy Mother's Day. Or give them a card. Or take them to eat. Or do those things. And you'll wish you were able to. Do it while you can. Behold your mother. When was the last time you told your mother thank you? When was the last time your mother cooked a meal, washed your clothes, cleaned the house, did whatever she did for you, and you just said, Mother... Thank you for taking such good care of me. Thank you. And I'm going to tell you, fathers, this is where you need to learn. Teach your children to honor their mother, to respect their mother, to appreciate their mother. But what they're going to do is what you do. Fathers, husbands, start honoring your wives that are mothers. Honor your mother. And let's teach a new generation. To behold, to not disrespect, to not dishonor, to not discredit, to not live a life that brings shame, but to live a life that makes our mothers proud. Tell them, thank you. So we just want to tell you mothers today, we behold you. We see you. We see your hard work. We see your tireless effort. We see the things that you do for your family and your children. And we appreciate you. And we love you. And I want all the kids and all the husband and all the men and everybody to stand and applaud these mothers. Give them a hand clap. Say thank you. We love you. We behold you. We see you. We appreciate you. You're a blessing in our lives. We couldn't do it without you. Thank you, thank you, thank you.